Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. so so happy if you just signed on to my podcast if you just subscribed thank you so much for coming if you've been listening for the last couple weeks that I've been having my podcast thank you fam if you didn't already know my podcast is all about learning so that you can love yourself more I always say own you before they do. What I mean by that is owning your truths owning your flaws owning whatever it is about you before someone else calls you out on it so that you can own your power and evolve through it I heard about this profession and I'm not gonna lie, I judged it because I was like, that sounds weird. But then when I divorced and was sleeping alone in my cold bed, I realized how important it was. And I am talking about the profession of being a cuddler. That giggle was coming from my cuddler, (laughs) Christina. Hi, Hi, Christina. (laughs) (laughs) So Christina, my bona fide cuddler, um, I have so many questions to ask you, but first I wanna thank you so much for coming onto my show to explain to me what cuddling is about as a profession. Yeah, thank you. And... um, I have to admit, I was judgmental because what I, did you? What did what were your judgments? Thank you for asking. I always well, I just think that if you're cuddling without knowing the person, that it's not a real cuddle. But then, like I said, in those lonely nights, sometimes I felt like, oh, I wish I had something whole. So I ended up getting a little stuffed animal. His name is Gong. He's a blue bunny. Costs too much at Barney's, but here he is <laughs> in my bed, and I'm stuck to him because he costs too much, but he also cuddles me. Yeah. And now that I'm in a relationship, I appreciate what cuddling is about. So I want to ask you. What is a cuddler? Yeah. Okay. Well, my brain went like three different ways and I wanted to respond to what you were just saying about um, being alone in your bed and and like, can it be authentic or, you know, why would I ask this person I don't have a relationship with? Yeah. Um, But in my mind, we are a facilitator that holds space for someone to... Um, have the touch they want, to practice communicating boundaries, to practice um, asking for what they want, to learn what they like with their body and touch. Yeah, so it's sort of this larger tent under like this really cute word, cuddling, right? And and it also um, is someone that maybe you aren't intimate with where you have, you can, what do I want to say? You're, uh, you can trust that I'm going to hold that space for you right? because you're a professional right that, so we that we're not just... breaking boundaries right. i'm not gonna ask for something from you i'm right. not right so so in some ways it's like you know like a talk therapy it's touch therapy and you're and you're saying hey like this is a safe space for you to come in and have your needs met and also almost like a meditation for a whole hour or however long you need to be there and I have to say, like, I go to cuddle groups, like, where I'm just... There's groups. Oh, yes. Yes, there's wonderful groups. And that's almost more like... Uh, I came to see it more like a, a party. It's a gathering. I mean, the word cuddle party was actually... Um, Trademarked oh, girl, that by sounds Reed like Mahalko. some Molly and the lights <laughs> off. That sounds crazy. There's definitely those types of parties. Sure. These are no drugs, no alcohol. Okay. Um, 
So the boundaries are set. So it's professional. Yeah. And well, and it and then you kind of, you know, people go, oh, my God, I don't want to go to this group. Like, how am I going to manage if I don't want to be touched by someone? So the opening circle is all about, hey, this is the container that we're setting. These are the rules. And this is how we're going to communicate. We're going to do role playing exercises to communicate. And we're all agreeing that if someone says, I feel complete right now, you don't have to explain yourself. You just go, oh, thanks. I'm complete. Like, thank you for holding hands with me. I'm done. Uh-huh. Right. And and. Uh, I think a lot of us have fear or discomfort or are not practiced in that in everyday life, right? Like how often are you in a situation where you're like, I really want to like leave. Like how do I tell this person? Or All day. <laughs> All the time. Right. Like Almost everybody. Anything. Yeah, it can be anything. Like, you know, you're at a party and you're ready to go, but you don't want to be rude, right? This whole idea of like Irish goodbyes. Hey, me. So, yeah. So, I mean, we've all been there. And so these workshops are literally saying like, we're going to practice confronting like looking at you in the eye, like I'm looking at you in the eyes right mm-hmm. now and being like, thank you so much. I feel complete. I'm I'm leaving now. Or, uh, yeah. Or just that was like the bre- best breakup statement of life. <laughs> thank you for that experience. I'm good now. Leaving. Yeah, I'm complete. Okay. Or however you want to say sure. it. But. And then my favorite part that I think is misunderstood sometimes is um, we encourage the people who are receiving a no like or a or a a no thank you or I'm done or whatever to actually celebrate the person who's saying no like if you say if I say no then you'd be like thank you so much for having great boundaries thank you for respecting yourself thank you for letting me know that you're done and um and the best way I can explain it is uh I think some people go that's so weird it feels unnatural I feel like I'm lying but when you think of it like how do I um how do I process that energy that I just received now I'm sitting with a no right and like that's scary or you're afraid of rejection rejection yeah, you're Which imagining I'm rejected. We're all afraid of. Yeah, and so then you're, you're just like, oh, so then you're afraid to even ask because you don't want to be rejected. But in fact, when you practice going, wow, thank you for telling me how you really feel, all of a sudden you get to like channel that energy back to them, but with like a positive charge. And then you actually feel really good because you just got to praise someone or like yes. create positive, you know what I'm saying? Like it. Yeah, and it frees you from feeling like punched in the stomach. <laughs> right, right. See, Christina, this is why I wanted to have you on. Because Yay. first of all, I want to have an open mind about anything therapeutic for other people. Yeah. And maybe even myself as I, you know, go through different stages in my life and I might need it and I and I have no idea that something like this exists. Or for other people who judge a profession like this. And not only to mention, you just taught me so many things in just that statement of what a professional cuddler is that we need to not be apologetic about. Or we may, we may need to better ourselves at, which is being okay to walk out of a situation or to say we're all right to step away from whatever it is that we engaged in. Yeah. Also to set boundaries even within intimate levels. Yeah. Boundaries. I love the word container. It's like, hey, what's the container we're in right yeah, now? What are, what are your expectations? I always say the number one secret to life is to manage expectations. All your relationships, think about your work relationships, your dating relationships, your family relationships yeah. would be so much better. if We know what we're expecting from it so that nobody gets misled. Yeah, and what the other person's expecting too, to just ask them. And I think I love, like, when I hear the phrase manage expectations, I think a lot of us have learned it in the sense of, um, like, I need to manage, I need to contain myself or yeah. hold myself back. When you say man, and in fact, I, I like the literal idea of like manage it, mm-hmm. address it, connect with it. What are your expectations? Can choose what's going to be existing in that for this relationship. Yeah. Tell me, how did you become a cuddler? And yeah, break we'll down to me how a cuddling job. Yeah, sure. 
Okay, if I get off track, guide me back. Okay. <laughs> uh, I actually had a podcast um, about sexuality and intimacy and relationships, and it was called TNA Talk Sex. It came out of like a really dramatic breakup that I had. I was mm-hmm. with someone for five years, and by the end, I thought, wow, that was a train wreck like that I didn't see coming this can't be the best that relationships can be. This can't be normal or like, I was like, it has to be better. It has to be a better way. And I obviously don't have the tools. So I I launched into this show and I would bring in like people who knew more than I did. And then I saw, I saw a video about cuddling and, um, and I said, uh, at the time I was actually doing a lot of stand up comedy and I was doing the show. And so I was like talking all the time. I was like talking at people Mm. and I was like, I really want to, um, put skin in the game. But like connect intended. on a deeper level. And one-on-one, yeah. And like really like have an impact in a way that I could feel. Okay. Um, and when these people came on my show, I found some people who were doing it. Uh, actually, Jean Franzblau, who does Cuddle Sanctuary, and she does group events. They're every week here in Venice Beach in LA. Um, but she, when they came on the show, everything they said like struck a really deep chord with me. And uh, my family, my mother is actually Colombian, and my father is American. And, and growing up, there was such a, a strong contrast between the families. Like at Christmas, you know, my mother's family would hug and, and you know, almost almost too much, right? Grabbing your hair and pinching your butt, and, you know, the arms yeah. and the cheeks. And uh, anyway, and my father, it was the pat pat on the back. And I would, you know, and so I'd go from one house mm. of like a storm of touch to like nothing. Okay. And, um, and so I just... My whole life, I, I can chart moments. Like in high school, I'd tell my friends, I go, wow, like nobody touches enough. Nobody touches enough. Mm, that's interesting because I connect to that on an Asian culture level. Like Asian cultures, oh my God, you go in for the hug and you almost body slam their chest because there's no arms attached. So that's you're hilarious. like, oh, there's no hug here because it's weird to them. Not, I don't want to say them as in every Asian, mm. but in my family, like they're not used to hugging. So I understand that because now I'm a very touchy-feely person. And when I hug, I'm like, use both arms. Yeah. I tell my dad that. That's amazing. Do you feel like that's American, like that you touch more because you grew up here or? I don't know. I think that just Vietnamese or for my family, they're more about acts of service. Mm-hmm. You know, the five love languages. Yes. They're more acts of service than they are physical touch. Read the book, by the way, if you haven't. That's it's so amazing good. by Gary Chapman. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that the goal of the five love languages, all of the love languages, is to be rehearsed in all five so that you can exchange those languages with people who might be more efficient in one than the other. So for you to know the art of communication, you realize that touch needed to be in there. And then later on down the line, you'd probably want to adopt in some of the other ones in order to be a more communicative person on the whole. So this led you to cuddling. Yes. So so then I got certified and I started doing Uh, it. Certified. Yes. Who's certifying and where's yes. the certificate? Yes. Uh, well, a company called Cuddlist, Madeline Guanazo runs it. Um, yeah. And she has a really great program. And I tell people, it's like, you know, people get excited and they go, what? You're getting paid to cuddle? And I say, well, it's a little more. Everything I just described. You, you know? should know. But you have to really stand up for that because I was one of those people because it sounds creepy. Christina, it really does. Well, okay. in the beginning. Sure. It's, it no, sounds I get it. like. In some ways, I like to say like intentional touch therapist or like oh. healing touch therapist. Why does that sound so much better all of a sudden? Because <laughs> it's it's a little more familiar. Yes. Like 
uh, technical jargon in a way. And it's it's because most people, I think, like me, which is my fam. Thank you for listening. We're kind of dirty minded. So <laughs> yeah. my dirty mind goes into cuddling. Yeah. Slide the pioneers to the side. Well, but by the way, that's exactly like what um, drives American culture and where we're allowed to have touch and how we're allowed to have touch. So most people assume like in order to have touch, I have to have a sexual relationship or I when I'm. I'm lonely and single. I'm going to jump into this relationship because this person's meeting my touch needs. Well, you might not actually be a match at all, but you're so drunk on the touch that like you're, you're not even thinking, you know, you're not actually am I getting what I need outside of this? That's such a true point, which is why I think we are slipping from the art of intimacy. Yeah. That intimacy can be an amazing mental connection or yeah. just a great cuddle session it doesn't always have to be intercourse well with with great friends yeah i mean i had so one of my favorite things for the women listening around like our menstrual cycles i think there's also a stereotype that we should you know pop some pills you know push through yeah or you know the heat pad all this stuff i'm gonna go to the room by myself i don't want to be touched uh, i have found that through this cuddle therapy um you know, there's ways of touching a woman that releases a lot of the pain. And, you know, one day I had a really painful cycle and I was uh, not that I was in Joshua Tree with my friend and I was sort of like moaning in the bathroom. And she's like, oh, my God, like, can I do something? Is there anything I can do? I was like, yes, I please like rub my head. I need you to touch me. And she ran her hands like up my spine and then held the base of the head and kind of was like stroking me. And I and I also like purged a lot of emotional thoughts, right? Um, my mind was racing and it was like nonsensical stuff. Like I literally started saying like, I love my dad and mom so much. And I was like yeah. having all these thoughts and feelings and I cried and the pain went away. I was gone. I was healed. Because somewhere she, through those touches, she placed you in that container so you felt safe to yeah. open up. Yeah. Which now that you mention it, it's actually no different than a massage therapist because I love going to massage and not really because I'm sore but because I like the touch and the ease in certain places yeah and it makes me feel relaxed afterwards so yeah. a cuddle session could be like that yeah I think it's actually I, I say it's a sibling of massage um, okay and I and I've also it's funny I I love massage and forever I always went to it and now that I found cuddling I don't really go get massages <laughs> uh, because I find with cuddling I end up with this sort of full body oxytocin um, release so oxytocin's like the opposite of cortisol um, I describe it as like cortisol closes the door oxytocin opens it yep. but uh, um, yeah what do I want to say about it it it's good for your immunity all these different things that are positive sure um, okay wait but, so yeah, well, go ahead. No, t tell me what you're going to say and then I'm going to ask yeah. you a question. Uh, so, so I found that, in fact, um, a lot of us think that we have to kind of need flesh if there's some part of it that has like a knot. Tension, yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, I have tension. I need to push on it. Um, it's also known that if your hand rests on that spot for 30 seconds, the muscle starts to relax. So there's this, and this is something that I teach in my workshop. So I do like an intentional healing touch workshop that is more about curiosity and like curiosity about the other person's body that you're touching and breathing and feeling. And like if you're enjoying it, the person receiving it's enjoying it. So it's less about I don't have a degree in massage. How do I make this person? How do I help? You know, how do I Target. how do I do this to this mm -hmm. person? And I'm and I'm saying it's less about doing anything. It's more about being present, about holding space, breathing. I was just going to say. The keyword you just said is something I'm studying right now, 
is the art of mindfulness. Yeah. Which I, if you guys think I should do a podcast about this, please let me know because I've learned there's so much power in being present Mm -hmm. and actually feeling and existing in that moment of what's happening, whether it's your feelings and really embracing the pain through it or just the joy you're having in sitting down for lunch to yourself and that quality time to nourish yourself and rest instead of be on your phone and stress about a problem as you're eating when that should be replenishing. So cuddling could actually be rewarding because you allow yourself to feel and the touch to penetrate those areas of hurt. Yeah. Ooh, I love what you just said about touch that penetrates what hurts. Right. Because I also, I guess you're talking about literally if your arm is sore or tired, but also emotional pain and other things that you're carrying in your body. Yes. Um, basically our emotions, when we don't express it fully or we decide to internalize something yeah. um, or keep it to ourselves, uh, imagine it immediately goes into like a muscle or a tendon or whatever is in your body. It, go, it just tucks away like a little pocket. It's like inside. <sighs> I get it. And so when we touch or we hold, um, memories can be released. Uh, yeah, just emotional processing can occur. It's yeah. permission and safe space to do it's that. It's kind of like the basic exercise when it comes to breathing or with massage. They tell you to inhale yeah. whatever it is that you would like to have more in your life. Positivity, positive thoughts, yeah. love, great energy, and then exhale the exhausting burdens that we have mentally and so when you can do that with just your breath mentally which i've learned to do you can do that with massage because they tell you to breathe when they release the tension feel it and with cuddle you can do that too okay so now that we've learned the science and the reason why christina is a professional cuddler i want to get into some of these job experiences after this break hang on fam Welcome back, fam. I wanted you to get back here right away because I have so many questions for Christina, my cuddler. First thing I want to ask Christina, what type of person needs a cuddler? Yeah, uh, everyone. Huh? <laughs> everyone. Everyone. <laughs> Break down okay, the... I'll say there's some people that seem to be touch averse. Although even there, we have kind of a formula for that, which would be what we call stargazing. And you don't even have to touch shoulders. You just lay next to someone looking up at the sky. Uh, I love doing that. That's considered cuddling? Yes, because you're still being present with the person. And you're creating a space where you're saying, let's, yeah, let's be present with each other. Wait, so cuddling doesn't necessarily mean spooning, skin to skin, holding tight in a bed. Cuddling can mean lying together on a grassy knoll, yeah. watching the stars, yeah. It can, holding a hand. Yeah. It can mean whatever my client needs to in your connect. Profession. Yeah. And, and one of the ways that when someone comes into a session, we say that. We're like, what is it that you most want right now? What feels really great? How do you know what you want, though? Like, well, I would imagine always. if I walked into a cuddler's office, I'd be like, oh, no, this shit sounds weird. Yeah, right. No, and a lot of people, when it's their first time, they are there. So I'll offer suggestions. But to break it down, I'd say there's a range of people who um, anywhere from dealing with um, deep traumas. I've had um, war veterans who are dealing with PTSD. Whoa, wait, yeah. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. So necessary for the veterans who feel isolated or sometimes ignored or forgotten. Yep. All of that. And even just literal stress in the body uh, and mind. And then then that's sort of a more um, 
well, yeah, I don't want to qualify. So that to someone who's maybe dealing with a divorce or a separation. <laughs> you imagine? I'm just kidding. That would have been me last year. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yes, you have the tailspin moment where you're like, I don't know what's going on. I'm isolated. I'm right. It goes from it's like hot to cold and and you're still trying to piece it together. Right. That so here's me. this okay. space to kind of ease back into your needs yeah. and hearing yourself and not feeling so disconnected from your thoughts because of the situation that's happening yes, to you. Yes, you Girl, said that so well. <laughs> I'm smoking what you're rolling. Continue. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, all the way to what I like to call um, like cuddle bugs, which I think I fall into, which is uh, I have really high touch needs. Um, I had a partner that I you know, lived with and he traveled a lot for work and it wasn't enough. I was like, if you're gone for two weeks, I was like, I'm going to end up like you know, I don't. I don't even know. I was like, I'm. I'm out. I'm, I'm out on the street, like staring at men walking by, drooling. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm basically like, who will touch me? Um, I don't know. If anyone else out there? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I hear people answering? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my thoughts out there. Hello. Yeah, yeah. And uh. And um. This is a way to have my touch needs met. Like I. Kay. I. Yeah. So you're saying, anybody. So you're saying, if you feel lonely or you have stress that you don't know how to connect with or ease yep. if you feel like you're in a tailspin of losing control life is hitting you at different angles you don't know how to reconnect with yourself yeah. you need some therapeutic connection and attention mm-hmm. cuddling might be for you Ooh, great yeah okay this is podcast two but i'm just gonna okay. throw the question out there because my mind thinks with my mouth yeah is cuddling considered cheating because think about it, right. it's a very emotional, intimate thing mm-hmm. that your man or woman should be providing. But we can get to that in another podcast. I know. Oh, wait, okay. wait. You no, know, you have an you're, answer. You're right. No, I, yes, yes. Because um, I have some clients who I, I think because like you're saying, it sounds like you're like, I was weirded out the first time. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's still a taboo around it. I'm very much on this like fringe of like changing culture. And we are people who want to change culture. Right. Like yeah. I'm saying, hey, touch needs aren't being met. And I believe that they can occur outside of romantic bonds and in fact that we'd be healthier if it did say that again for the people in the back one more time it can occur touch can occur outside of romantic bonds out of romantic relationships christina i don't know you had me up until that one that was a hard one for me to connect to because i think that it's a very slippery slope where somebody could connect more with a cuddler and not with their romantic partner and that could be dangerous because their romantic partner, even if they're not good at it, good at it, should learn your needs to provide I that. I agree, which so is maybe, why I offer workshops with couples. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> include them. Yeah. Include them. Yes. Do not isolate them. Include them so that you go learn today on how to touch me, so I don't have to go to this person. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So tell me, let's break down a job experience. First okay. of all, what are the boundaries and the rules? Right. To cuddling. We can create our rules and agreements, but uh, basic ones are, so you're going to come in um, and I'll say, so, you know, what's happening in your life right now? What is it that made you want to do this? Right. So then I get an understanding of where you are emotionally. Um, I like to start with three deep breaths. <sighs> you know, I love deep breaths. Ground in. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then I kind of have a little spiel that we go through, which is. You get to know them. Yeah. Well, well. In basic, literal boundaries, I say, you know, we're going to um, no touching for me where a bikini would be uh, as a woman. Okay. I'm a female cuddler. This is important to know, Christina. So yeah. you have boundaries on your limitations of your touch areas. Absolutely. So bikini area means obviously groin and breast Yeah. 
And I could and I could have more boundaries than that, right? Yeah, so girl, you touch me behind the ear and funny things happen. So right, so I'm great. gonna need some. Yeah, so great. You would say and I and no touching my ears. Okay, got and, it. Um, and so I'll say that, and I say no kissing. Uh, yeah, right. Like you know, I, I sometimes there will be a moment where someone's like, "Can I kiss your forehead?" Like there, there's like affection. I'm like, actually, no. Okay, no. I like this. Yeah. So pretty woman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I had one person who um, I love actually touching hands and really taking the time to like pay attention to the details. Yes. And I have one client we do like hand dancing. It's for like a half an hour. You're just sort of in this like, you know, meditation. It's a meditation of like paying attention to the details. And um, And I had one client who said that's way too intimate for me. And I only do that with romantic partners. Right. And I said, great. We don't have to touch hands. Thank you for telling me. Yes. Thank you for telling me. I yeah. appreciate you setting a boundary for me so that I don't make you feel uncomfortable right. in this so, process. Yes. So we also make the agreement that um, that we are going to commit to expressing what we need and what we want and uh, and if there's something we don't want. Right. So so let's agree that um, that you can trust that I'm going to express myself and you can trust that I'm going to set a boundary if something doesn't feel right for me. Mm, of and course. I, and I tell them that as well, right? So yeah. I, I, I'm like, let me, I'm letting you know that you don't have to be uncomfortable as a client because I'm going to communicate if you cross a boundary for me. You're blowing my mind right now because I actually think that your process of cuddling should be exposed more so that people understand the boundaries of consent and the boundaries within a relationship that you should have yeah. in order to grow more intimately right like yeah, it's really that. interesting this is really cool i mean this is for any couple yeah to learn completely wow okay so boundaries are set yeah can you describe well, i say what are your boundaries oh and then what are mine okay yeah. got and it then you could say don't touch my ears yeah it's like, great because actually i love to don't. do this one thing where i put my fingers in your ears <laughs> but of i course... love when my time masseuse does that when they put their fingers yes. in the ears and they kind of like pop and then it feels so good or yeah, they you have touch all these the nerve lobes. endings yeah <gasps> and i would be like no fingers in the ears, no behind the ears, and no fingers in the pussy hole. I'm good. <laughs> Everywhere else, I'll consider. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, maybe. I, okay, I understand. Then I also uh, explain that I will, um, for both of us, I would like that we ask before we touch a new place, right? So if I say, can I touch your um, arms? And then also describe it, right? So, and I, and I teach this too, right? There's a range. Do you like soft touch, like stroking? Do you want like a firm massage? Um, can I rest my hand on your arm? Can I, uh, yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. So there's different ones. Okay. And, I, and I say, can I stroke your arm? So you're letting them know, like a really good dentist, what is about to happen yeah. so that there's no shock. Right. And they don't think you're getting fresh. Right. And they ease themselves with the expectation of what it is and maybe even be present yeah. so that they learn how that's helping themselves. Well, and they also learn maybe they don't like that that much. Mm -hmm. It sounds like, yeah, let's try it. And they go, ooh, actually, it's really ticklish. I don't like it. Okay. Um, also, I think in that moment of that boundary setting of uh, what, yeah, what kind of touch do you like there, that's where that person starts thinking about what they like. And just what you said, like, by by coming to a session with me, you're taking the time to learn what you like, learn what you want, learn what you need. And this then is really you're wow. able to, yeah, you're able to I, share. The reason why I'm relating to this is because when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a young thought, um, <laughs> I honestly thought about bases. First base, second base, third base. That's what we're taught. Yeah, you you just think, okay, you nail down the peck. Then you get to a hickey. Right. Then you want to be able to touch or stroke somewhere. Then you got to be really good at it. Yeah. Something that's come up for me th from doing this touch work, because it's also changed my 
I want to say it's, it's changed my physiology. It's changed my mindset. It's shifted everything in the yeah. way that I connect and relate. And um, maybe about a year into doing this work, I went on a date and this man uh, went to kiss me kind of like a classic date. Like we were yeah. walking down the street after dinner sure. and it was nice. And I, and I leaned back. I said, oh, oh, and he goes, oh, my God, you don't like me. I'm so embarrassed. I'm sorry. And then I said, no, no, I I, um, I said, I'm enjoying myself. I said, I don't like to be kissed on the lips right away and then you know he made a joke he goes oh I have to Pepe Le Pew you and I said uh, I said yeah yeah and then he kissed my hand and I went thank you that was really nice that's so crazy because on my first date I actually shared how excited I was that he didn't try to kiss me yeah. and men sometimes think oh that's what we want or that's what they think to go for to or tell I need, you I like you I need you to know that I'm in yeah but no we're actually like mess with my mind yeah I'm like I think of it like a big spiral like start way out here and then spiral in oh that's good I like that really slow yeah and I think of so you know kind of as you were touching on like the sexual stuff sure um you know the intention when I do cuddle sessions is not to be sexual right it's actually to move away from it and to kind of gain just sensory awareness and maybe even process trauma this kind of so so we're there um, but for sure, this is groundwork level that will improve your sex life <laughs> because it's the way that you're connecting and you're able to experience things more deeply and you're able to give more deeply. If you had an extracurricular course mm-hmm. when I was in junior high and I was learning this instead of baking a fucking pie or making these stuffed pillows, I have yeah. like three stuffed pillows in the shape of a sundae, well, that uh, I don't great. know, a banana and some <laughs> other things that I took for extracurricular you know credit yeah I would have taken this because I would have learned the art of intimacy and I'm 40 now learning that right all of us I mean I so I went on that journey too right like I I yeah it's like where I started was actually with anxiety around touch my so my father ended up with raising most of raising how do I afford that Um, my father ended up raising me and my siblings um, and I was separated from my mother for many years in Mm. my like childhood like age seven to like 12 right and I remember going on a date date like 16 and you know whatever our friends went out and this guy held my hand and I had a panic like I had a panic attack right I was in the back of the car and I I wanted him to hold my hand I wanted to connect and I didn't know how and it Mm. was and I remember thinking don't pull your hand away like you'll look like a freak and I just sat there breathing through it so afraid yeah and so and and not only that but anytime anyone would try to be sexual I'd end up like elbowing them accidentally and just a complete yeah yeah, like panic yeah I understand and comedically and whatever but yeah um and now I'm just calmer and know what I want and know how to express it and uh and maybe I'm not ready and instead of like elbowing the person I can say like wow I really I love that you want to connect and maybe we can hold hands yes you know eye gaze but we don't need to like slobber make out right away You touched on a word that I've been talking about a lot in my podcast, which is trauma and recognizing trauma. And the biggest lesson I learned is that trauma doesn't have to be something super serious like a car accident or an earthquake. It can actually be something someone said to you that just stuck with you. Um, One person telling you you're not worth anything, one boyfriend, one teacher I had I this just ha- I had a revelation a month ago I was on like a camping trip with a, a boyfriend so I, I had been dating and um and it was really like a little it was like a little moment like I made a joke in front of everyone and I th- I think it probably upset him so he kind of like almost uh, instinct instinctively and probably from his own trauma made this kind of mean retort 
that that everyone was like, oh, that was awkward. And I I didn't I like dismissed it. I was like, OK, that's fine. I didn't bring it up again. And it sat with me. And then mm-hmm. by the end of the week, I I actually exploded. I got really angry. Right. And it was like, oh, that was an example of I think just what you said, the word trauma people think has to be a big deal. It means that you were in Afghanistan and had some sort of sure. trauma. But um learning to yeah learning to like stuff our emotions in is learned in your childhood and learning to dismiss or disrespect your own emotions is learned and so I'm in you know in my 30s and I'm doing what I learned when I was 10 yeah right so I'm like okay like let's pull that you know clown scarf out like (laughs) you know the long trail like oops I need to stop doing that because if I had just addressed it right in that moment it wouldn't have turned into a larger trauma problem. Yo, fam, I wonder if you relate to that. What Christina just said, I really do when it comes to if you don't process your trauma or work through it, the habits you did at that time that traumatized you or froze you will actually surface back if it happens to you as an adult because you haven't learned to address it and to heal through it. So you do the same thing. For a lot, it's kind of flight or or fight. You freeze. For me, it's like sitting there, like seething, and then in the shower coming up with all these things I should have said, but I didn't because Uh in the moment, I just was like, that didn't happen. Uh Okay, that didn't happen. Because I'm on TV, so I I just think to be happy and be nice. But no, you have to set boundaries for yourself, which is why I like the practice of cuddling because it does that. So how does cuddling help people with trauma disorder or with traumatic situations or issues how do you use cuddling to help that and how do they help themselves without you okay that was like a big one i know i'm uh, good at questions okay. <laughs> so, so okay so um one it learns it teaches you to trust your body uh to connect with it more um to gain, to increase your sensitivity to your body and feel your nervous system. Uh, We've been taught to really stop feeling our nervous system. But uh, in fact, the more aware of it you are, the sooner you can identify when you're feeling triggered. I mean, we often say that, right? But awakening that moment of trauma. So uh, it brings self-awareness in your body in a very literal, like, this is my body and this is what I'm feeling. Like, oh, I'm holding my breath right now and I'm uh, feeling a knot in my stomach Maybe because I'm feeling stressed and sure. I'm not naming something. Right. So so there's that literal way. Um, the other way that it helps with trauma is that when I touch a certain part of you, um, that helps raise that awareness. You might not realize that you're holding something in your body that happened a while back. So, so yeah, I've said it a couple times. Raising awareness. Uh, then I would say that the breath work and the silence and the meditation, or it can be talk therapy too, um, depending on your needs, um, allows you to name it and process it right there with me if that's what you need which goes back to my saying own you before they do oh i loved that everything you said there i yeah it's been my my anthem to life which is when you own your truth like for me i had to come out at 40 owning a childhood situation that happened to me but when i got that power back i was able to communicate that with my future relationships and friendships and my boundaries with anybody who presses me because that triggered a lot of things that i turned into becoming a people pleaser and things like that so you have to own that but you well then how do you own it you have to know it first to know it and in order to know it how do you how do you kind of what you said how do you get to know it well you create time and space and maybe have a facilitator who has some experience around it to help guide you through it and once you know it you have to do whatever it is to work your way through it so that it becomes your power not your pain yeah even if it means touch therapy yeah okay so for me that's sort of like somatic is a word that 
people use. There's like somatic trainings, but it's to know the the motion through your body. Okay. So I just want to hear last question. Tell me your favorite cuddling experience where you were able to help somebody. Yeah. Or if it was funny, that was, you know, a breakthrough for you or them or whatever. And then how do we get in touch with you? Yeah. So tell me that. Okay. Um, like a number of cuddle sessions come up that were just so beautiful for me. Really? Yeah. And just eye opening for myself, like to see the impact that I had on them and also the trust that they're putting in me and this whole amazing exchange. Um yeah, I mean, I've oh my seen God, you're so many over this, Christina. <laughs> yeah. I just, I've seen so many different life experiences expressed to me that it's uh, <gasps> that I feel like I feel like I'm cheating by only naming one. <laughs> okay, um, I get it. So people will, open up and divulge their truths or stories or pains to you, and that makes you feel honored because you felt like you were released to that. Yeah, and they and they had a container with you that felt safe for them to be able to do so. Yeah. So wow. I'll, I'll share two. One. Okay. One. Um, is actually someone who's a first responder okay. who does, um, you know, uh, basically like an EMT worker. EMT so he's work, seeing yeah. everything. Yeah. And um, and he comes in and I I'll hold his eyes. I kind of I you know apply pressure. And we breathe together. Um, usually in I guess the mama bear pose. So he's leaning against me and I'm holding his eyes. And often he cries. I'm like I'm gonna oh my right god now. I'm gonna get him on myself. Like, no, I understand because he's seen so much of life and death. And it's all just numbers to him, and, and it's got to be just a... He's holding it there in the yeah. eyes. It's literally the visual medium, right? He's absorbing it through sure. his eyes. And um, and often I actually... This is like a superpower that started developing from doing touch work, but I, I get downloads of information, basically. Like, I'll, I'll mm. know a little bit of what he's seen. For or sure. Or I'll know... What, You'll you know. feel it. Yeah. Um, and so he has this incredible release, and we don't really even talk much in mm. that moment. He just... He, let, yeah, lets it out. Okay, so that one is so beautiful. Yes, and um, and he's someone where I'm like, yeah, he's hard cortisol all the time. Yeah, so this is like the perfect thing for him. Yeah, Uh, and then I have a a client who, this was a beautiful moment for me. He had um, he had PTSD, war trauma, this kind of stuff from Mm -hmm. being a, a veteran, um, and. Not so much even that being the issue. He We had this beautiful moment where he felt really alienated from his family. And then he ended up um, calling me or maybe he wrote me a letter and he said, um, he said, you know, I realized that I wasn't connecting with my family. Like I wasn't inviting them. I wasn't calling them and that I actually had the power to do it. I had the power to build the relationship yeah. that I was missing in my life. And w- like, wow, like to hear him say that he had that revelation through our time together. Um, that might heal his relationships for moving forward in his life and with his family. Yeah. Well, and, and that he's that he had more control than he was giving himself permission to sure. have. So that's back to what you said, your statement in the beginning about, yeah. you know, oh, knowing before yes. they do. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. And um, so those maybe are some of my favorites. Beautiful, Christina. Yeah. I love that. OK, so tell us how right. to get a hold of you for anybody out there. Don't be too big. Don't be too proud. If yeah. you need to just get to know yourself better, maybe learn to unveil some of the areas that you struggle in with intimacy or maybe learn more new things about being intimate so it's not always just about sex or to touch into those areas in your past that you've been troubled with, maybe traumatized with through touch and healing. I like to be reached out to with for cuddling through cuddlist.com. Okay. It's C-U-D-D-L. I-S-T, cuddlist.com. 
forward slash Christina with a C-H. Uh, that's me. Um, you can find me on social media on Instagram. If you write me, I'll I'll just get you to, you know, you can, I'll process you through the right way. But sure. uh, Instagram is Cree Hepburn. It's C-H-R-I Hepburn, H-E-P-B-U-R-N. Do I need to spell it? Anyway. No, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I mean, you can Google me. Like if I, if I come up, you could just email, you know, email whatever the source is, I'll, I'll get back to you about it. And, I love it. Yeah. And then we can talk about what your needs are. And actually, I think some people are maybe go, well, what I just asked for a session, I'll then send you a form and you're able to just fill out one or two questions like, you know, why am I seeking this? That's so helpful. Yeah. Christina, yeah. you're amazing. Thank I, you. I, I hope everybody in my fam learned something here about themselves when it comes to the art of intimacy or how to heal yourself more and to understand better the profession of cuddling. I, my friend, apologize for judging you. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> Bitch, you about to blow up. Yes. Glow up and blow up. Oh my God, Christina, <laughs> thank you so much for helping us understand better yeah. and love each other better and ourselves better. My fam, I hope that helped you like it helped me. Please do comment about this podcast. Did it help you? What did you learn? Reach out to Christina. Let me know too if you do and how that worked out for you. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Let me know what you think and tell your friends about it. Hanai. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.